The Pearl, Chapter 1.2, The Doctor. They made a quick, soft-footed procession into the center of the town, Kino and Juana in the front. Behind them was Kino's brother, Juan Thomas, and Apollonia, his wife. Then all the neighbors with the children trotting on the flanks. They came to the place where the brush houses stopped and the city of stone and plaster began, the city of harsh outer walls and inner cool gardens, where a little water played and the Bougain Villa crusted the walls with purple and brick red and white. Curious townspeople, hearing that they were going to the doctor, began walking with them to see what would happen. Joining the procession were the four beggars in front of the church, who knew everything in the town, and they knew the doctor. They knew his ignorance, his cruelty, his avarice, his appetites, his sins. They followed the procession to see what the fat, lazy doctor would do about an indigent baby with a scorpion bite. The scurrying procession came at last to the big gate in the wall of the doctor's house. Kino hesitated a moment. This doctor was not of his people. This doctor was of a race which for nearly 400 years had beaten and starved and robbed and despised Kino's race and frightened it too, so that the indigent came humbly to the door, and as always, when he came near to one of his this race, Kino felt weak and afraid and angry at the same time. Rage and terror went together. He could kill the doctor more easily than he could talk to him. For all of the doctor's race spoke to all of Kino's race as though they were simple animals. And as Kino raised his right hand to the iron ring knocker in the gate, rage swelled in him, and the pounding music of the enemy beat in his ears, and his lips drew tight against his teeth. The iron ring pounded against the gate. The procession crowded close, the better to see and hear. After a moment, the big gate opened a few inches. Kino could see the green coolness of the garden and little splashing fountain through the opening. The man who looked out at him was one of his own race. Kino spoke to him in the old language. The little one, the firstborn, has been poisoned by the scorpion, Kino said. He requires the skill of the healer. The gate closed a little, and the servant refused to speak in the old language. A little moment, he said. I go to inform myself. And he closed the gate and slid the bolt home. The glaring sun threw bunched shadows of the people blackly on the white wall. In his chamber, the doctor sat up in his high bed. On his lap was a silver tray with a silver chocolate pot and a tiny cup of eggshell china, so delicate that it looked silly when he lifted it with his big hand, lifted it with the tips of thumb and forefinger, and spread the other three fingers wide to get them out of the way. The furnishings of the room were heavy and dark and gloomy. The pictures were religious, even the large tinted photograph of his dead wife. The doctor had once, for a short time, been a part of the great world, and his whole subsequent life was memory and longing for France. The servant from the gate came to the open door and stood waiting to be noticed. Yes, said the doctor asked. It is a little Indian with a baby. He says a scorpion stung it. Have I nothing better to do than cure insect bites for little Indians? I'm a doctor, not a veterinarian. Yes, patron, said the servant. 
Has he any money? The doctor demanded. No, they never have any money. I, I alone in the world am supposed to work for nothing, and I am tired of it. See if he has any money. At the gate, the servant opened the door a trifle and looked out at the waiting people. And this time he spoke in the old language. Have you money to pay for the treatment? Now, Kino reached into a secret place somewhere under his blanket. He brought out a paper folded many times. Crease by crease, he unfolded it. Until at last, there came to view eight small misshapen seed pearls, as ugly and gray as little ulcers, flattened and almost useless. The servant took the paper and closed the gate again, but this time he was not gone long. He opened the gate just wide enough to pass the paper back. The doctor has gone out, he said. He was called to a serious case, and he shut the gate quickly, out of shame. And now a wave of shame went over the whole procession. They melted away. The beggars went back to the church steps. The stragglers moved off, and the neighbors departed, so that the public shaming of Kino would not be in their eyes. For a long time, Kino stood in front of the gate with Juana beside him. Then, without warning, he struck the gate a crushing blow with his fist. He looked down in wonder at his split knuckles and the blood that flowed down between his fingers. After reading questions, number one, compare and contrast where Kino and his people live, the village, and where the doctor and his people live, the town. Explain using evidence from the text. Number two, why were the villagers and townspeople so interested in seeing what would happen when Kino and Juana brought their baby to the doctor? Number three, how does the doctor feel about Kino's race? How do you know? Cite evidence from the text in your answer.